ghosts, haunted castles, disembodied heads. If you love scary stories, stay tuned. Welcome to the Travel, Eat, Drink podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Travel, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm King, and in this episode, I'm going to be telling you about a haunted castle experience I had uh, many years ago when I went to visit the north of England and I've always been really interested in scary shit like poltergeists, ghosts, whatever, possessions, you know. So for me, when I lived in England, I went and visited all the scary shit I could, every single haunted place, just because if you're looking for haunted, you know, haunted shit, tons of it in, in, in England and in Europe in general. And this one weekend, I went on a trip with a company called Haggis Tours and they were doing a tour of Northern England and what but the thing that drew my attention was the fact that you could stay overnight at a castle like an old 600 year old castle and I was like damn that's the coolest thing I've ever heard of so uh, we went to Bolton Castle which is as I said over 600 years old and this castle most of it is in ruins by day it's a museum and but most of it is in ruins so there's no electricity and it's just you know everything you would imagine an old almost abandoned castle to be they you know gave us let us have dinner there it was fantastic we got to dress up so it's kind of like our own little medieval reenactment or not unlike uh if you've been to medieval times just without the jousting so you dress up in silly costumes and just have fun and they gave us lots of great food and we drank a lot. You know, the amount of wine and beer they provided us was fantastic. So hats, hats off to the folks at Bolton Castle. But the fun thing too was that after dinner, they took us around the castle on a little ghost tour. So during the ghost tour, they're telling us about all the spots in the, in the castle where people have died or something crazy has happened or something weird. But there was two places in the castle that really stood out to me these two rooms in one of the abandoned towers and at the top of the tower there's a room that was had a really high ceiling it's a pretty big room and there's all these beams going across the top of the tower and so they were saying that you know someone had hung themselves from the from the rafters and so oftentimes you would see that body swaying, you know, and, and the ghost of that person haunting the room. And so, you know, that was kind of creepy. I mean, the room was kind of creepy. I mean, generally everything was kind of creepy because it's also a dark and stormy night and it was Halloween weekend. And so kind of creepy. But yes, you could definitely sense that something was off in that room. And, you know, you can kind of almost imagine the person swaying, the ghostly person swaying in the rafters. But the other room, which was even creepier, uh, was underneath that room and it was a bedroom and it's strange because there wasn't like there's was a lot of stuff in this room to make it creepy it just felt really creepy I mean and so apparently this had ended up being the bedroom for Mary Queen of Scots so when she was held prisoner she apparently was held prisoner at Bolton Castle for six months and actually the exact dates where she was there from July 1568 until February 1569 and so the room that we were in was her bedroom. And obviously Mary Queen of Scots was not pleased about being held prisoner. And so her spirit apparently still haunts the room and hangs around and just is generally unpleasant to people. And I don't blame her. You know, she, you know, she, she got a raw deal there. And, but while the guide was telling us about this, I mean, on top of the fact that we're all, you know, still quite drunk from dinner. And so, uh, but even with that, we could still sense this was all super creepy. There was a kid's bed 
in the corner of the room that I just could not take my eyes off of. It just drew, not just because it was one of the only pieces of furniture in there, but because it just felt super, super freaking creepy. And so when the guide finally turned his attention to the bed, he was like, okay, that, you know, so the, not, you know, the Mary Queen of Scots is not the only spirit in here. Apparently there was a child who was strangled in that bed. And so the child that was killed also apparently will hang out in the room and do stuff as well. And so that's when I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That piece of furniture is haunted. So that explains why it's just given off these really, really strange and weird vibes. And so it was just, but that room was definitely the scariest and creepiest room in the entire castle, even though, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff to happen in the rest of the castle too. But what they allowed us to do was that we were allowed to sleep anywhere we wanted in the castle. They had set up a very safe area in the great, uh, great hall. And so uh, they suggested that we, you know, that everyone, you know, sleep there because there's going to be a big roaring fire all night and everyone's going to be there. So it'll all be cool. And, you know, there's about a, just over a dozen of us. And so, you know, it's, it's a big enough group that if you're staying together, you probably feel safe. But of course, when they mentioned that we could sleep anywhere, me and my buddy, because I'd gone there with some friends, we're like, dude, like we just kind of looked at each other like, if we can sleep anywhere, we don't, we didn't come to a haunted castle just to sleep somewhere safe. We're going to sleep in the craziest freaking place we can. So we both like, dude, you want to stay in the crazy kid's bedroom uh, or Mary Queen of Scots bedroom? And of course we're like, yeah. So once again, at the time, it seemed like a fantastic idea because I think we may have even high-fived each other. Everyone thought we were crazy and they really, you know, but so we're like, yeah, this is a great idea. So of course we bring our sleeping bags up there and plop them down and think this is gonna be you know this is gonna be awesome and of course we're gonna just gonna go pass out and hopefully we won't get killed by ghosts and um yeah i really envy people who could just drop off to sleep the minute they close their eyes which my buddy is one of those assholes that can do that so i on the other hand have trouble falling asleep and so lying there as I'm starting to sober up and I'm starting to hear noises and stuff so suddenly i'm like oh my god like what did I just do? <laughs> it just, I don't know if it's such a great, great idea anymore. So as I mentioned earlier, the castle is typically a museum during the day. And there's very few spots in the building that have electricity and lights because, once again, most of the castle is in ruins. And so where I was staying was completely pitch dark, no electricity. There's a little bit of light coming through the windows, but once again, it's a dark and stormy night, so you're not getting a ton of moonlight. And so you can kind of mostly see shadows, which isn't always great when you're in a haunted castle and you think there might be ghosts trying to kill you. But I'm lying there and I'm trying to fall asleep and there's this door at the top of the tower that was just slamming open and shut. I guess the wind and the rain was blowing it and it was just annoying. But at this point, under normal circumstances, I would just go and close the door. But like I said, I'm starting to sober up a little bit and it's getting kind of scary. So the last thing I would do is get out of my sleeping bag and go up the stairs of this tower. And especially I have to pass by that room where that guy hung himself. And so the last thing I would do is walk up there by myself, see this ghost that's hanging off the rafters and, you know, shit myself and roll down the stairs and die. So I kind of have a little negotiation with myself thinking, oh, maybe I can just fall asleep, I can ignore it. But finally, I just can't because I mean, it, it, the door slamming so hard, the, the whole building shaking in a way. So I finally muster up all the courage I can, walk up the stairs. Thankfully, 
no ghost in that room up there. And then I get to the top, grab the door, slam it shut. And I latch it down just to make sure that it's going to stay. And I'm like, okay, all right, it's, it's good. So I go back downstairs, get my sleeping bag. And, you know, so thankful that I survived. And then, of course, like five to ten seconds after I, I, I do that, I hear it almost sounds like someone lifted up the latch for the damn door and then opened it and slammed it again just to piss me off. And so I was like, God, yeah. But after that, I don't know if the door kept slamming anymore. I think it might actually have stopped after that, if, you know, after the ghost just proved that, you know, they can just do whatever they want. Because what I can remember after that is I was fixated on the kid's bed. Because remember, in this room, there's a child's bed that's still sitting in the corner there. And this bed had been creaking all night. And it was continuing to do that. And after I got the, the after the door situation, I was just fixated in this bed because once again, I'm trying to think, why is it creaking? Is it like temperature changes? Because sometimes it almost sounds like the damn kid was just jumping up and down the bed as well. So I try to figure out what's going on. But once again, I'm also trying to get myself to fall asleep so I can just ignore all this shit. So at some point, I suddenly hear what sounded like a pebble skipping across the floor at me from the direction of the kid's bed. And of course, I'm like, WTF, like, what, what was that? Like, did I imagine that? Was, was that just, is the kid throwing rocks at me? What's, what's going on? But of course, I'm like, you know what? I probably just mistaken that for something else. It probably wasn't real. And sure enough, another freaking pebble comes skipping across the floor at me because you can hear it across, you know, the stone floor from the direction of the baby bed or the kid's bed. And I'm like, so at this point, I'm like, what do I do? Like, what would you do? I mean, I think what, in retrospect, what I probably should have done is just run the hell out of there at that point because the kid's trying to kill me. But I'm like, going through the things in my mind, is it wind? No, I'm in a room. There's no, you know, windows are all closed. I'm in a stone room. There's no draft. There's no temperature change. It's, it's a freaking rock that, you know, uh, there's no way... In my mind, there's no way that comes at me unless, you know, a some someone, someone or something is throwing it at me. And so for whatever reason, what I ended up doing was just kind of shaking my fist in the darkness. Because once again, it's completely pitch dark, so I can't really see. So I kind of shook my fist in the darkness and yelled, Damn it, kids, stop throwing rocks at me! <laughs> Which I don't, I don't know what the hell came across me, but it seemed to have worked. Because after that, no more pebbles were thrown at me. And in fact, I think maybe the bed even stopped creaking because after that, I don't really have a lot of memories of that. So just, you know, if you are ever in a situation where a ghost is bothering you, just yell at it and tell it not to. And if you survive to tell a tale, let me know all about it in the comments. But also, yeah, tell me in the comments what you would have done other than what I did and what you thought of what I did too, because I'm sure it's just crazy and boneheaded. Although the kicker was, I thought the scariest moment of that weekend was that night with, you know, the pebbles and the baby bed and the door. But it turns out that the scariest moment that happened actually happened during the day uh, when the sun was out. So the friends of ours that we went with, who were smart enough not to sleep in a place where no one could hear if you scream, they came up to check at us in the tower to make sure me and my buddy were still alive in the morning. And I remember as they came into the room, there was like someone else behind them that didn't come into the room, but they just, she just kind of poked her head into the door. So she basically just kind of went sideways like this and kind of, so all you can really see is, yeah, just 
kind of like more like that. And just kind of looked in, didn't say anything, and just left. And it wasn't someone I recognized, and I didn't really think anything of it at the time. Because, you know, whatever, I'm still kind of, you know, tired and groggy, I haven't had my coffee yet. So, I, you know, it wasn't until a few days later, like I said, after the trip, that I kind of asked my buddy about that. I'm like, do you remember, you know, when they came to go check on us? Did, did you see a girl, like, in the doorway? And he's like, yeah, I did. I'm like, who was she? Do you know? Like, I didn't recognize her. He's like, yeah, I was, about to, I, I was wondering the same thing. So, neither one of us recognized her, which was weird, considering, like I said, there's only a dozen or so of us on this trip all weekend. And so, we kind of spent time with everyone over the weekend. We knew, you know, like, half of them. So, it's just strange that she didn't look familiar to either one of us. So we asked our friends that had come up to check on us. We're like, because once again, the person was like right behind them. So there's no way that they wouldn't have seen that person. So we're like, hey, you know, when you guys came up to check on us, who was that girl that was with you guys? And they're like, what are you talking about? What girl? And we're like, are you serious? And because they were, and they were out of it. They're like, no, it was just them. Like there's no one there. And there was no way once again, that someone could have walked right behind them on those stairs and not have them know that they were there. So that was crazy freaky. And once again, at that time, it was so early that we were the only ones in the castle. It was locked. You know, no one was there yet other than the people, you know, other than our tour group. And so I can't explain it. Like, there's no way in and out of this castle that I know of. And so I don't know. Once again, put in your comments. Let me know what you think it is, whether or not you've had any experiences like that, whether you've heard of any experiences like that at Bolton Castle. And yeah, so that was my story at Bolton Castle, my haunted experience, and you know, definitely one of the scariest moments I've ever had in my explorations of the supernatural world. So if you enjoyed the story, give us a like, and also if you haven't already subscribed, definitely subscribe if you can. It really, really helps helps the channel out a lot. So I thank you once again in advance for that. And um, hope to chat with you all soon again on another episode of the Travely Drink podcast. And happy Halloween if you're watching this before Halloween. Talk to you all later. Bye.